back to the PCP. Uh, this one might be a little more um, heavy. Uh, now I was born in Canada, right? We came through. Uh, my family came through as refugees. You know, I went to elementary school. Um, I went to two elementary schools. One was full of Chinese kids because of the bilingual Mandarin program. The Taiwanese by uh, Mandarin. So there's a bit of a difference. I don't fully know, uh, but there's a difference between Taiwanese Mandarin and mainland China Mandarin. Um, this is back in the 80s. I don't know how much bigger the differences are now. I know, uh, actually no. As far as I can tell, Taiwanese is still using traditional characters while mainland has gone to simplified uh, for writing. In any case, I'm not an expert in that. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, the other elementary school was full of Vietnamese kids, so these are, you know, uh, first, second wave uh, refugee kids, right? And, you know, I shifted districts and went to uh, a Caucasian, primarily Caucasian uh, junior high school. I did meet some uh, Vietnamese people there, right? Kind of more like me, you know, just kind of integrated into mainstream Canadian society. High school, you know, it was pretty much only Caucasian friends. And, um, you know, I never thought about really race relations. It's kind of flared up nowadays. I, you know, some people have agendas and counter agendas and whatnot. Uh, and of course, I'm just saying this, so, you know, I could just be full of shit. But, you know, I just see people as people, or I try to, right? It's not that I don't have my own personal biases, that stereotypes don't jump to mind. But I always try to put them aside and get to know the individual, right? And, you know, the color of their skin, their background, shapes them as an individual. But I guess where I'm going with this is that you know, some, there have been moments uh, where, you know, not being a mainstream Caucasian uh, person, right? And in Edmonton, you know, the immigrant population relatively is proportionally, you know, small uh, compared to bigger cities like Vancouver and Toronto. I'm guessing Montreal, too, where, you know, uh, a lot of refugees, after they initially, you know, move and live, in smaller cities, smaller towns in Canada, right? You know, if some of them will move to the bigger centers, right, with bigger populations of their peoples. It's a comfort thing and whatnot. It's also drama there too, you know, because really our communities are still relatively small, right? We are we are immigrants, and I've had it flare up now and then where you know I don't feel like I belong, but yeah, I've talked to several Beardsley, right, and uh, he's of East Indian descent, right. Um, it's a little more roundabout that way than that, but uh, when we do uh, a joint recording with him, right, uh, maybe we'll ask him a little more detail about that because I don't want to mess it up, and I don't like talking about things like I. I've gone to the point where, like, you know, I've used to spew lots of bullshit with 
thinking I was right, but really I was just utterly full of crap. But for myself personally, it is, you know, sometimes you don't feel like you fit here. And I definitely don't fit in Vietnam. I didn't, you know, I just became a parent when you know, I got, uh, if times I actually did have uh, talks with my ex, right? It's because wherever you grow up shapes you, right? It's a lot, of, a lot of factors, you know, the foods you eat, the TV you watch, you know, the radio you, you listen to, right? It, it marks you as you grow up, right? And you know, it connects you into people who grew up in the same conditions, the same time period, right? Like there's a lot of Vietnamese I just don't understand. It's just second second hand. Like I guess they provide an example, it's like, you know, if you grew up in the nineties in North America, you know, you know about the Simpsons. You know, you, you know about the good era of the Simpsons. You know, it's debatable whether and it, you know season nine or ten during like the thirtieth season now. It, it's it's quite nuts, right? Um, you know, easy one is if uh, you know you were you know you were around for the September 11th attacks, right? That that put a mark on you know North American and Western societies. Um, it move away from less serious, serious things. Just trying to think here. You know, uh, you know, I remember uh, you know working with, with two Filipino descent people, right, in an engineering office, right, and you know they they had never really met, but they you know, they're talking about them growing up, and you know the Pinoy snacks, their parents would buy them, right, they would. And they lit up, and it's just like, oh, you ate this brand too? Yeah, you know, you know I grew up with this. Right? Uh, but going back to, I drifted off, it's like, you know, I don't know how much of a psychological impact that's left, you know, being born in one place, uh, growing up in that place, but not feeling like you're part of that place. But, you know, the place where your parents have come from, or your family have come from, you know, you're, you're disassociated from that, too. So I, the way I've described it um, in the past, it's like, you know, being of two worlds. But sometimes, you know, being of none. You know? And it's not like necessary, you know, you know, the old world, because everything is generally a little bit freer now. Well, except for the COVID lockdowns. But... Without the COVID, you know, it's a lot easier to travel, to go back, right? But, you know, it's it's different. Like, you know, when, uh, so any uh, anyone older who came from Vietnam, when they go back, right, you know, their friends are excited to see them, you know, and they'll, they'll have a party, they'll get really loaded. Uh, I remember one of the ex's aunts, like, she complained that, when they went back home to Vietnam for the first time in like 15, 16 years, right? Her hus- their husbands were, weren't sober except for two days. The day they got there and the day they left, right? Because all their friends are there. All their friends had missed them, right? And even with, you know, if you phone them up or you have a video call if you're a bit closer, right? It is, it's not the same as actually being there. So, you know, being the egocentrist that I am, when I go there, I'm lost. You know, yeah, I have family there. 
you know, but I didn't grow up with them. I'm not, um, this is something I, I guess inherent from my dad. I'm not close with most people. Like, it's not like it's intentional. Uh, except for my mom's family. That, that is totally intentional. But, um, you know, for my dad's family, it's like, I am, you know, like my, my old man, you know, just like to, I guess, stray and wander and, and go places. My old man was the first one from his family to move from his little town. Um, well, it's not that little, but even back then, I don't think it was that little. To Saigon, to Ho Chi Minh City now. Saigon is now a district one within Ho Chi Minh City. You know, he was the first one to leave. Like, you know, he was only 13, 14. It changes depending on how uh, how sharp my memory, the memory of my old man is. Right? Yeah. And I have the same thing. Like I've, so I, I traveled a bit and just kind of took risks traveling, not really preparing, just kind of doing it. And my old man encouraged it. But kind of going back to, you know, belonging, right? Like, you know, it's, this is getting a little macabre. I, you know, getting older, having some close calls, really close calls actually. You know. It's the end of, end of life. I don't know what to do with, uh, you know, this meat suit I have on. Yeah. Part of me says, you know, to, should be, you know, converted to ash and sent back to the family plot in Vietnam. Right? Because we don't have as long of a lasting connection in Canada. But at the same time, I grew up here. Most of my life is here. 90, 95% of my life is here. It's a strange conundrum, you know, and uh, just to be clear, it's not like I, there's anything bad with living in Canada, there's lots of advantages, right, uh, the free healthcare, right, uh, relative quietness in politics and in general society, you know, not as many violent people as nowadays, it's not like it hasn't happened in Canada's past, right, and I don't mean like back in the 1800s, early 1900s, you know, just look at the, uh, the FLQ, Quebec, right? There's always been agitations for separation in the Western provinces and stuff. Let the Eastern bastards freeze. <laughs> it's a famous quote. Yeah. There's the cold, but I think the cold uh, is kind of an equalizer, right? Everyone needs to kind of make it through. And, you know, be joyful when when spring and summer come. So again, uh, I'm meandering, so I'm gonna cut it off there. Thanks for the rambling. Listening to the ramblings of this middle-aged man. It is the end of February, and hope to catch you in the next one.